Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about how gaming your wife makes her respect you much, much less and what I mean by that, and uh, what it looks like versus working on your marriage. Before that, please do subscribe. I now do finally have 150 subscriber episodes, and the most recent one was sulking when you don't get laid is as wrong as sulking if your kids don't listen. And uh, it was a good one, and there's, of course, 150 others, including oral sex on women. So make sure to subscribe right away. All right, so gaming your wife. So a lot of times, you know, guys read things on the internet and somehow, you know, they they are unhappy. And so I can understand why you would want to fix a problem if you're unhappy. They're unhappy in their marriages. And they um, think that their wife doesn't desire them like she's supposed to, like, you know, the women do in porn or like, you know, the neighbor couple down the street that they think they know because these people hold hands and they don't or whatever, you know, people compare themselves to others all the time. Porn makes that worse, but whatever. Um, Point being is they think that there's this other level of desire that their wife is supposed to get to and they are just not getting her there, right? And so instead of, you know... um accepting reality, they decide to kind of game the system. And uh, you could see this all over the manosphere. You're supposed to work out and you're supposed to flirt with her and you're supposed to do all these things. And those things are great. It's great to work out. That's good for your mental health and your physical health. And, you know, it's probably not going to do shit for your wife, as I discuss in many podcasts, unless, of course, you're preoccupied attachment and finally, thank God you're out of the house and she could finally breathe, then it'll probably be good. But, um, you know, flirting with her, that's cute, fine. But like the point is, is a lot of guys are, are doing things like this to like hack the system. Like they're like trying to, to like hack her in a way that they would like hack their health, you know, or, or something like that, you know, start taking supplements or, or, you know, start doing high interval intensity training or, or whatever it is. They're trying to do that with their wife and specifically her libido. Now I've done a podcast already on your drive has nothing to do with your wife. So why would her drive have to do with you? And I talk about this constantly. Within monogamy, your wife is going, you know, her sex drive drops. I've talked about this on and on and on. And she's never going to be back in the honeymoon stage again. Now, your wife is not an idiot. She is not a fool. You can take her out to dinner and wear a different shirt after you've exercised for six weeks. And she still knows it's you. She does. You could even wear like a funny nose and glasses and 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 a wig and she's still going to know it's you. So she knows it's you and her sex drive is not going to go back to honeymoon stage levels because it's still you. And even if she were to leave you 
and have the honeymoon stage with another man, that would go away after a few years. Because I've taught you that, again, about biology and evolution and why. And if this all doesn't make sense, go back to my episode, The Rosetta Stone for all of this, which is the honeymoon stage and why there's no bait and switch. But that also means that gaming your wife is not going to work. All it does is make her think that you're a fool, you know, and, and or, or child. And neither one of those is sexy. So there's a real big difference between a man who's trying to do cute little stuff for his wife because it makes her happy and a man who's trying to do that stuff so that he gets laid and is viewed with more desire. She's going to view you with the desire she views you with. You know, it's around her time of the month. It's around how she feels about the marriage in general, by the way. It's about, a lot of it is about respect, you know? It's about respect for you as a man. And do you have other things in your life that are happening that are not this relationship? It's like for every 20 minutes that you, you know, spend thinking about how you could be better in bed and turn her on more, you know, that's 20 minutes that you could have been reading to your kids or or going for a run or working at your job or painting the house or picking up a hobby or doing anything that actually kind of self-actualizes you and makes you a, a different kind of person, like a, a more self-actualized person, a more complex person, a more interesting person. And so then if the next thing you thought is, well, then will she be more turned on? Like, then that's still the wrong frame, right? She's going to be whatever she's going to be. You got to kind of dissociate from her libido is her libido. There is no hack for your wife's libido. The the difference, and what's so funny, is that when some women go on testosterone cream, right? So they prescribe that, as I've said, for depression, functional medicine doctors do for drive and energy and clarity and, and sex drive, of course. There are all sorts of reasons that people prescribe that. And women try it, and I've known many women who have tried it, and I've tried it for depression. I told you guys that one of the earlier podcasts. Yes, it certainly increases your drive quite a bit. You know, it really does. And it still has nothing to do with your husband. (laughs) It has nothing to do. You've just, like, you know, done Control-Alt-Delete and, like, restarted, you know, like a, a different program, and it still has nothing to do with him. He's not gamed that system at all. There is that that she she wants to have sex all the time cool until you know and for some women that's great and they want to keep doing that and for other women there are other side effects like irritability or aggression or migraines or bloat or like a lot of stuff you know so many women don't stay on that but some do and they like it and that's great and they could try it you could try it but here's the thing is that if she wanted to have sex like more that still wouldn't have to do with you it's not like she's still she's thinking oh oh like it's not like a, a love potion so this is where we have to go back to the whole sex is not just about sex if you find yourself consumed with the desire for your wife to want you like she did in the honeymoon stage it's just the same thing as my podcast or post on why is your wife allowed to grow up but not why are your kids allowed to grow up but not your wife it would be like wanting your child to be as dependent on you when they're 10 as when they were two. That's just not reasonable and it's not healthy. So this whole trying to game your wife thing is really unhealthy because it's predicated on something that's just wrong, which is that you can get your wife to look at you differently and with more desire the way she would if you were a new man. 
And to some degree, if you truly deeply change as a person, she may respect you more. And then not be, uh, I guess, you know, it's semantic. She could be more willing to have sex. That's for damn sure. She's still not going to desire you like honeymoon phase because that's a biological new relationship energy stage. She could want to have more sex. But the irony is the more you game her, the more you're obsessing about her and the less attractive you are. There's nothing less attractive than a man whose major, uh, you know, life's work is getting his wife to have sex with him two more times a week. I mean, you know, there there are there are men doing really like cool things out in the world, you know, and inventing things and running things and doing stuff. And that is who your wife is going to fantasize about if you are somebody who has a spreadsheet about how much you guys have sex. Because it's a very small uh, minded sort of way to live. And if there were other things on your plate, then you would not have the time to think about how many times we had sex last week and wonder if you had um, only passed another shit test, then it could have been one more. And for that on shit tests, you can certainly go back to my podcast that is titled shit, the shit tests and why they're a myth or something like that. So the point being, you can make your wife um, more feel that you're a more appealing guy. And the only way I've seen to do that is by really kind of changing the frame, you know, like changing who you are, becoming somebody who is really into stuff that isn't her, you know, and not as a fake thing, not like you're looking over your shoulder, like like you decide to, you know, really start working with your kid on his baseball game, right? Because you're like, you know what, how, how many websites can I really look at about how to have more sex with my wife? My son here wants to really focus on baseball. So you know what, I'm going to make that my thing. I'm going to do baseball with my kid a whole bunch more than I was before, right? And I'm going to take him to this, all these the batting cage and I'm going to throw the ball for him and whatever. Your wife may be more attracted to that person. That person like has like a thing that they're doing in the world. It's a nice thing too. They're like hanging out with your kid and they're like teaching him. They're doing something she, you're, you're doing something she couldn't do. You know, you're sacrificing time that you could otherwise have sat literally jerking off or figuratively jerking off. And uh, you're doing something useful that will make good memories with your son. Yeah, she will look at you and be more attracted to that guy. She will not look at you with more attraction if you say to her, hey, did you notice how many times I took Jimmy out to play catch? Good, right? Good, right? You want to go upstairs? I mean, that is like the least attractive thing in the world. The entire attractive part about it is that you're not trying to game her. You're actually doing something that's important to you that she can admire and respect. And you can't admire somebody who's obsessed with you. How? What would you admire about them? They're putting themselves below you. They're acting like you are the catch. Why would you admire somebody that's so consumed with with obsession about you? The woman that you're obsessed about, your wife, does not think that she is somebody worthy of obsession. She's just a woman. This is like that, uh, you know, this damsel in distress. Like I I have a, a podcast on the myth of the golden vagina or like how to teach your son um, about the myth of the golden vagina. It's something like that. And if you put women on a pedestal, then you're basically saying that they're not real people, but they feel like real people. So think about it. From the woman's perspective, she's just like a woman walking around. Sometimes she has to pee. Sometimes she has to eat. She's anxious a lot about various things. She has, you know, she's obsessed with being a good mom. She's got her job. She's just like a person. She is who she is. 
And then you are acting like she is like some kind of porn star because you're fluffing yourself up looking at actual porn stars all the time or telling yourself that that's what your life is supposed to be like. She doesn't respect you because she doesn't think that you think clearly because you don't. So this is like basically the subtitle of this podcast is the plight of the preoccupied man, right? So you're putting her on a pedestal. She can't respect you because she doesn't feel that anybody should be on a pedestal, least of all her. She is her. She is that person. She just feels like a person. So it would be like if you're obsessed with your kid, you know, like like these parents, you know, that are obsessed with their kids. So if every time Jimmy, he took a break from baseball, right? And so he draws a picture. A picture is kind of just like a fucking picture. It's just a little picture. It looks like a lollipop of a person. And he shows it to you and you're like, oh my God, Jimmy, you're like Picasso, man. We got to get you into art school. Oh my God. And you like blow it up and you like frame it. You put it on your wall. Every time he does some crap picture, like you, you do that, Jimmy would start to think you had something wrong with you. He would not respect you. He would think, who's this idiot? I'm I'm not even very good at art. The art teacher even told me that. Like, I, I'm not one of the kids that gets pulled out for extra art or whatever the hell, you know? Like, I am kind of just a person who just drew a picture. And that's why kids don't trust the parents who, like, super praise them all the time. You know, like, they're, they're basically like, uh, well, everything I say to mom, she's going to say that I walk on water pretty much. So I'm going to really listen to my coach instead, or maybe my dad, or maybe my, 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 fr- my friend's dad or somebody. Because if I ask mom, mom's going to say, oh, my God, honey, you do such a good job, right? So I can't really trust that that's right. So I guess I'll, you know, ask somebody else. So you can make yourself somebody that is not worthy of trust or respect by putting somebody else on a pedestal when they shouldn't be. And no woman should be on a pedestal, just like no man should be on a pedestal. The whole wanting somebody to desire you like you're in the honeymoon stage thing is basically saying, I wish my wife would put me on a pedestal. And your wife's just not somebody who does that, and nor should she be because that's called preoccupied attachment. That's not good. So securely attached people in healthy relationships, happy marriages, do not put each other on pedestals. They don't look at each other's weaknesses constantly, but they see one another as having strengths and weaknesses. And that's just how people are. And yes, you could be particularly compatible and attracted to one person versus another person, certainly. But that person isn't on a pedestal. Because the thing that happens when you're on a pedestal is you fall off a pedestal. People with borderline personality disorder or narcissistic personality disorder tend to put others or themselves on pedestals with kind of uh, terrible results and long-term outcomes in the relationship because no relationship can survive that because all people are just people. So you don't want to put your kids on pedestals. You don't want to overpraise your kids when they, you know, just do regular ass stuff, you know, and I've talked about that a lot on my blog, but also, you know, like you do not want to put your partner on a pedestal. It never works out. You could think that your wife is beautiful and you could, and I have podcasts about that. You got to think your wife is really hot for things to work. That's awesome. And if she thinks that you're hot, great. And for every person who's hot, there's a person tired of fucking them. I mean, that's a, a, a saying. And it's true. And while you may say that that's not you, it should be you a little bit. I mean, you've been having sex with your wife for for so long, right? I mean, why is it the be all and end all? You're not 18 anymore. You're not 16 anymore. So if having sex with your wife is literally the only thing that you look forward to, 
then that's a problem. And of course, she's not going to respect that because from her perspective, she is her. Why are you putting her on this pedestal? Why are you putting this much pressure on her to give your life meaning? She wishes that you found meaning in a myriad other things. And then she could look at you and admire you and want to get herself in the mood. Still would have to do that because it's responsive desire that kicks in after the honeymoon stage. Want to get herself in the mood to be close with you. Now you may say, what about getting better in bed? Sure, get better in bed. You want to deliver a good experience in the bedroom. Certainly can be something that you work on. But if you're working on it obsessively with the desire, with the goal of making her desire you more, that's where the logical um, bottleneck happens, right? She's not going to desire you more. She's never going to look at you again like she did when she was like 24 years old, you know, and she just met you. But... But she might like sex more. And that's pretty logical, right? You make sex better, she might like sex more. So that makes sense, right? I mean, if she was nicer to you, you'd want to hang out more too. So point being is that you got to figure out where your motivations are. Anybody can assess if your motivations are to, you know, basically get something that doesn't exist, right? So if you're... If your motivation is to make your wife back into the honeymoon stage, she knows that. She knows that's not possible, and therefore she doesn't respect any of your initiatives. But if you're working on the marriage because you want to have a good marriage, you want to show the kids a good marriage, you love her, you want to make her happy, you want to be a good partner, and that's like where it ends, then cool. Then that's great, as long as that's part of your life and not all of your life. A lot of people, you know, want to come into couples counseling that should be an individual counseling. You know, and I always tell them, you should be in your own stuff too, right? There's a lot we could do in couples work, but if somebody is has very low self-esteem issues, that is not only for couples work. They should be working on that individually. That would probably be more bang for your buck, you know, because then you'd be like, oh my God, why am I obsessing so much about my wife? I guess it doesn't have much to do with her at all. So couple stuff is good. Individual stuff may be better if you find yourself in this situation. Super preoccupied, trying to game your wife, trying to game the system, trying to bring it back to an earlier stage of existence despite intellectually understanding that you can't. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Some straight talk, tough love from Dr. Psych Mom. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day, guys.